In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask your Holy Spirit upon us. Help us to grow in love of you. Help us to grow in virtue. As we send your Holy Spirit upon all families, may they grow in happiness, joy, and peace. Amen. So you wind down this Advent season, enter into Christmas, a week from today. Um, a lot of us, the, the nature of the season, nature of the time of year, is a lot of people just kind of get um, really busy with hosting different things. Like, for example, who here is hosting their family for Christmas? One, two, a good, good, good amount. My parents host every, every Christmas Eve, and it's a, it's a whole ordeal, right? You got to prepare all the things, all this. All, it's very, a great time of year, a joyful time of year, as it, as it absolutely should be. But what's always in the back of a lot of our minds is that the, the very nature of family, as we gather as a family, is, is complicated. Like relationships are perpetually just complicated, right? There's just, there's just difficulties and there's just tension amongst families. And it's just, yeah, as much as we get together, we catch up, all these things, there's always that, that, that one person or those two people that just cause problems. Right? Think of your own families. I'm not, I'm not an outlier here. This is, this is since Adam and Eve, since Cain and Abel, there's been family problems. Think of your own families. Who is that one aunt that you see here? Like, if she says one thing to me, mm. or that one cousin is like, if he's going to come high to Christmas again, we're going to have a problem, or that like, one other uncle, or this, or that, or the sibling, or whomever it is. There's always somebody that has some issue that causes some problems in your family. And if you can't think of that person, it's probably you, right? So we want, we want to grow, sorry, right? We want to, and it's not a good thing, but it's, it's reality. Now, we take a step back and just be objective about how we handle these things. The issue usually is, is the lack of virtue, which leads into vice, and that's usually the issue. It's not usually a human being. We don't judge an individual people. We judge actions or how they do things. So think of the, the individual. Think of the people who cause problems in, in, in the nature of things. And we're all, we're all part of the problem. We all have our vices. and We're all just striving to go in virtue. Think of the issue. You hold, hold anger or hold grudges. You're lazy, greedy, jealous, pride, self-serving, self-righteousness, judgmental, all these things that can very easily creep into our own hearts, into our own, into our own lives, and our own relationships. And then when we see that to an extreme extent to other people, it causes even more tensions and more problems in families. So what do we do? How do we make this? We're this close to being super close to our families and to gathering and seeing everybody. Okay, great. The reality of life is this. The only person whom you have the ability to control their actions are yourself. You can't control other people. You can't control your spouse, your children, your parents, nothing. Just yourself. So how do we, all we introspectively, how do we look into ourselves and be self-reflective and grow in virtue against our natural inclination of our vices? For example, we have St. Joseph. Today's kind of the day of St. Joseph in the Chaldean Church. This is the last Sunday of Advent. And this man is he's called throughout Scripture is. Joseph the righteous. He's such a righteous man. And thanks be to God, increased devotion has come to him over the past few years. And he's such an incredible example. Because think of how he could have handled the gospel today. Think of how he could have responded to the situation in the gospel today. If he was a man of vice instead of a man of virtue. Mary comes to him and says, I'm pregnant with the Holy Spirit. He could have in his pride said, I am Joseph. How could you do this to me? I'm so upset. He could have been vindictive. 
It could have said, I'm going to spread rumors and gossip about you and your name because I don't want you soiling my good name. He could have done that. He could have been rash and could have been very clear, clear with Mary and left her right there and then. What does he do? He doesn't do any of that stuff. Okay. He's very calm. Right? He wants to divorce her quietly. Right? This is a bad situation. It deserves this, right? But he has no desire to tarnish her reputation. He cares and loves her. He does it very quietly. And my favorite part about the gospel that is almost, you have to look into it to understand it, is that Joseph, while he was sleeping, right, the angel came to him in a dream. Meaning what? Meaning this whole situation came hitting him like a, like a, like a whole train in his face. Right? You're pregnant? What does this mean? How is this going to happen? And he doesn't make any decision. He very calmly, very systematically, very patiently sleeps on it. He takes the day and he just calmly reflects and God reveals himself to, to, to Joseph by an angel. Take this child. And he could have said, it's not my child. I will not raise somebody's child that's not my own. He doesn't do any of that. He takes Mary and then raises the child as his own and then ends up going up to Egypt then goes back to Nazareth and then dies and no one even hears about the guy ever again. He's so irre- he doesn't care about his reputation, his good name. He does what is right because it's the right thing to do, irrelevant of the consequences. And he's a man of incredible virtue, of patience, of endurance, of love, of all these things that we have to have in our own hearts and our own desire to be humble, to humble ourselves, to serve God, and to serve others. So think about your own selves. Where is God calling you to be better? Where is God calling you to grow in virtue? Where is God calling you to bring that peace into your own home? Not vindication, not anger and frustration or holding grudges because 20 years ago this person said this to me or 10 years ago this person didn't text me, didn't call me. Not this pettiness, not these vices that destroy human relationships. How do we actually grow? Because when we think about it, my personal assessment of the universe is one of the tactics, the actual tactics of the evil one, of the devil, is especially in the modern day, is he makes everything so loud. It's nearly impossible to think. You wake up in the morning, you're on your phone. You go use the bathroom, you're on your phone. You're, you're working or you're with your family, there's constant noise. The TV is on. This person's playing with the tablet. You listen to music. Something's happening. You go into bed, you're watching TV, or you're, or you're, you're doing something. How often do we just sit in silence, stuck with our own thoughts, and reflect? That's exactly what St. Joseph does. He takes the day. And he reflects, and he makes a decision. Hopefully, I don't think angels will come to your dream. They might. Unlikely. In the reality, though, we can grow in that. Because St. Joseph is the greatest acclaimed in the gospel is that he doesn't say one word. He acts, and his actions are what define him. He's not quoted saying a single word in the gospel. He doesn't allow the noise of the world around him to make his decisions. He quietly, patiently, calmly, reflects, and then decides. Same for us. We want to grow in virtue. I want to be more humble, more patient, more enduring, more forgiving, all these things. We have to reflect, where am I not forgiving? Where am I acting very prideful? Where am I acting very jealous? So as to grow in virtue, allow yourself to reflect. So as you gather this, this year, as you come together as a family and friends, really have in your heart the same virtues as St. Joseph. To be patient, enduring, peaceful. Bring peace 
into your homes and your families. Amen.